from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. Hello, welcome back to Taking Inventory, the RF Smart podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Archer, and today I am joined by Matt Thomas and Ryan Ferguson from Smoky Mountain Knife Works. We're going to be talking about some unique systems that Smoky Mountain Knifeworks has put into place to make sure their stock gets moved from one end of their 100,000 square foot warehouse to the other end. They've also got a storefront in there, so we've got lots of things to cover today. As we get started, I'd love to just let my guests introduce themselves. Matt Thomas, you're a podcast regular at this point, I feel like. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Make sure the new listeners know who you are. Yeah, Matt Thomas here. Been in the industry 30 years. I started at Logistics Transportation at FedEx and then came to our Smart around six years ago. Started as a business analyst when I was here. And then fast forward to two years later, started as a senior account executive. And I am the Smoky Mountain Knifeworks account executive. It's a little bit about me. And you were just there, right? You just went on site to visit. Yeah, we were able to go on site in that area and Ryan and I got to hang out and test our software. Awesome. We've got Ryan here from Smoky Mountain Knifeworks. Now I have to put in a little plug that I myself am from East Tennessee and Ryan lives and works just a few miles down the road from my alma mater. So it feels like I'm at home talking to you, Ryan. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Smoky Mountain Knifeworks? Sure. I'm Ryan Ferguson. I've worked for Smoky Mountain Knifeworks for going on 12 years now. I'm the distribution center vice president. So I oversee everything for incoming, inbound, receiving, shipping, stocking, you name it, I usually got a hand in it somewhere. So you guys have definitely seen a lot of changes. I'm excited to talk through some of those today. Can you tell us just a little bit about the business? What do you guys sell? What's your setup like? I know you've got a warehouse. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So we are the world's largest knife store. We have a brick and mortar storefront that is over 100,000 square feet, and it is at giant place full of goodies. We sell guns, ammunition, tents, knives, about everything you can think of outdoor, hunting, camping, fishing related, usually in there somewhere. It's certainly a range of inventory for sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that inventory. You've seen a lot of changes. Can you tell us a little bit, just kind of summarize your NetSuite and RF Smart story? We had an old black and green screen. Think of the AS400 from the 90s. We've been stuck in that for a long time, which is a good, solid system, but we need to move forward into the century. Definitely. And what were you doing before for your inventory management? We had a custom program that had built our AS400 system into a solution that worked for all of our picking and packing, even receiving side. So it was a one-stop shop for everything. So you had this custom scanning solution, but very old, outdated software decided to jump into the 21st century. What was that evaluation like when you guys were looking through choosing a new ERP, choosing a WMS? I went through several different variations, different programs, tested a few different ones, and we ended up going with the NetSuite bundle because it seemed to be the most robust. It could handle a lot of different options and really seemed to work with what we're going for in the future. And so you selected NetSuite, seemed like it was going to be able to support your needs. And then you originally were looking into a couple different WMS solutions. Why did you guys choose to go with RF Smart over a different solution? The platform we we're with could not carry the amount of orders that we need to move, the amount of picking we need to do, the amount of transfers. So we had to go to a different WMS solution that could handle a lot more. I like to throw in a plug to the actual RSmart onsite team, Michelle, Katie, Misty. Upon implementation of our new WMS system, we had a failed launch. 
and the RF Smart team that was on site here, they did above and beyond the call of duty, trying to get us back operational again. We were several days without business and things like unit of measures, quantities, bins, barcodes, all these things that you take for granted in functional business. We transitioned over and they got dropped in the process. We were closed door operational. We could not operate. And so the RF Smart team that was in-house on site during go live, they really stepped up and helped us get back to running again. They really helped a ton. So you guys have been with NetSuite RF Smart since 2021. What does it look like seasonally for you guys? Because I'm sure you've got some peak seasons. What does your user count look like during holidays? Store-wide, we have almost 300 employees. We have roughly 50 people that get in or out of RF Smart inside of a day. Different people have different functions. So we have everything from sales clerks that just look up an item to people that are picking orders, fulfilling orders, stocking, that sort of thing. And in terms of the volume of orders, 50 people are getting out in a day. What does that look like for you all? During the busy season, we cap out right around 3,000 a day, 3,000 individual orders. During the slower times, like right now, you're talking three to 500 a day. Well, we definitely want to come back to that 3,000 packages. That is foreshadowing for a topic later in the podcast. We talked a little bit about you've got a 100,000 square foot warehouse. You also have a storefront. Are you using RF Smart in both of those places? We are. We generate transfer orders to move stock from our large storage warehouse over to our storefront. And we use the same software over there to accept in these transfer orders, to receive them in, and then actually to take them on the shelves and stock them with. Matt, when you were there, did you visit the storefront and the warehouse? We did. It's cool to see they're using best practice, right? Like when you go from the distribution to the storefront, we want to keep a track of where that product is going. And so using the transfer order process works well. Yeah, absolutely. I know for many of our customers who are looking to expand their business this year, some of them are looking into a retail or even a second warehouse location. And exactly what you just described, Ryan, is the best practice doing those transfer orders between locations. That's really awesome. I mentioned before, you guys have a bit of a unique process, I think, that our other listeners would be interested in. Here on this podcast, we're all about sharing with each other to make our processes better. And so the way that you guys have engineered the product to move throughout your warehouse, I think is very interesting. Could you start us at the beginning from your picking, packing, shipping process and how you guys move that inventory around your warehouse? Sure. So we start off generating a sales order. We print them off of the pick tasks that we have from pick planner and our smart. We scan these orders into totes and the inventory moves with the tote throughout the entire process. The totes go onto a cart and we pick through our 28,000 bins through completion. Whenever they're finished, they dropped off to a different person at a checker process. This is a custom mod that we had built with our smart to check the orders, just make sure all the quantities are there. Every item is what it should be. It scans just off the product UPC. And then after that, it goes on to a conveyor line back up and around to the packing center. I want to backtrack a little bit. You were talking about picking to those totes. Matt, they're using Pick Planner to do that, right? Can you talk to us a little bit about Pick Planner, how that's helpful, how our customers are using it? Yeah. So imagine a basic warehouse doing the paper pick tickets, right? And then each person coming and get them walking the warehouse. It's kind of like going to a grocery store, not knowing where I'm going. It's taking me hours. Whereas when my wife goes, she goes and knows exactly where it is. So what Pick Planner does is it says, here you go, Matt, there's multiple sales orders and it tells you exactly where to go and it's more efficient. You don't need as many people and it's streamlined nicely with our product line. So you guys are picking, you have these 12 tote carts and so you're picking multiple orders at a time. 
sending those down a conveyor to make sure that they are accurate and then sending it through another conveyor to get packed. What happens then? So after the packers take the tote, pack the order up, the sales invoice goes on the outside of the box. The box goes on to our manifest operators, which I keep a couple pro manifest operators that handle most all of our shipments out the door. That's a great segue to our smart shipping. It's something I definitely want to talk a little bit about with you because you guys went live with that at the end of last year. I'm curious how that's fitting into your processes, why you made that switch. We had another solution for Manifest and it was just slow. It could never go as fast as what I was hoping it would do. We don't have every individual picking packing station set up as a Manifest operator because of what we ship. Sometimes it's a limited quantities ORMD substance. So it has to have a pro looking at it. and take everything through the front manifest operators, which during the peak season, we'll have four people operating up there. When we swapped over, it's able to do pretty much everything we needed to do with only two. Wow. Matt, why did you identify Smoky Mountain Knifeworks as a good fit for our smart shipping? Well, quite simply speed. Right. So we have what we like to call one handshake here, our smart. And so they owned our WMS and then they went even further from the crawl, walk, run phase to the sprinting phase with pick planner. And so now to solution out a packing and shipping module that will take them to the next level. Ryan and I had talked before and getting him on a demo and seeing it, it demos very well. I think Ryan can speak to that and being able to see the, the speed, it definitely fit their need. And it also helped them on labor side of moving some people around because it's so efficient and the speed level allows you to move assets that you needed to do before four people, now you only need two. And so it's saving them full-time equivalents and then also some efficiencies that they didn't have. With uh, our smart shipping, our training is very streamlined. And Ryan's team, when I was there, it was a very seamless training, you know, to bring in somebody that has a little bit of a background, but that loves it from the start and then is able to take this person next to them and train them in very few steps is a huge value add. And they have seasonal spikes too. So imagine you're bringing in seasonal users or, you know, people that it's hard to train. And we always take those people and put them in receiving because it's a lot easier. Well, now you can put them in the end of the shop there where all the products going out and it's a lot easier to train somebody on shipping now and then have other assets go throughout your warehouse and do picking, counting, or receiving. And so for me, seeing the training curve and seeing our customers be able to use this and implement in two to three days is huge value. What do you think, Ryan? Do you see similar value? Absolutely. On the peak season, we hire in seasonal workers. So we get temp workers to come in and we had 15 to 20 at any given time this year. And in our old system, the good clunky AS400 system, it would take sometimes a full day of training, which means you top one of your good knowledgeable workers training somebody that may or may not come back tomorrow. On this system, within usually two to three hours, we could have somebody trained and running by themselves. So by nine o'clock break, a lot of times we'd set them loose and let them go. It was a lot easier to pick up and run with. So let me ask you this. On the solution you were using before our smart shipping, how long did it take you to ship out a package? 24 seconds. I actually did a couple of videos and timed them because time is a factor. When you're talking about 3,000 packages and you only have a couple actual manifest operators, time really does matter. And now with our smart shipping, how long does it take you? Eight seconds to generate a label. So that's, we're talking from the time we scan the invoice, populate the screen with all this shipping information you need, pick your carrier if it's already picked and generate a label out. It's eight seconds. I mean, that is significant. And you're exactly right when you're talking about 3,000 orders. And you guys put this to the test because you guys implemented right before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Tell me a little bit about that. What was that like? 
That was first or second week of November yep. and we were grasping at straws. We've been after a solution, after a solution, after more speed and it was upon us. You know, it was now or never. So our smart had perfect timing on coming in for this. You know, Ryan and I talked and said, this is where you're going to see the huge value, not just in the product, but the implementation team going in there and getting you up and running to be able to come in there on the early onset infant stage of shipping into bring in a solution that not only is fast, but implements fast. A lot of people forget that. That is huge in his use case, huge value. It works so well out of the box. It makes so much sense for our customers out of the box, right? And then there's all of these ways that you yourself, you don't need to code, you can make rules in our smart shipping that meet your needs. It's really very interesting from a product's perspective. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you look at other shipping platforms, there's a lot of customizations that are needed. And the way our product team built this was there's no customizations needed. Obviously, there's different use cases for everyone and the rules engine plays a huge part of that. And so when we do the discovery and scope out of the need for each customer, those rules engines have predominantly most of those needs. That also speaks to the fast implementation and it also speaks to how the product was designed all around speed. I watched a few different videos. I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, let's see another one, pull one just out of a hat and do one real quick. And so they did. And sure enough, it really was that fast. I was genuinely impressed. And I also think that speaks to our solutions consulting team that they're able to show you on the screen. I'm a visual learner and I know Ryan needed that. And so not only just to talk about it, but show him and see the speed. And they do a great job of going through the weeds of things, but also showing you on the screen with the actual product in a live environment is huge. Absolutely. And it's intuitive. That's the thing that I love about it. I think I shared this story before on the podcast, but I'll share it again. If you haven't listened to the shipping podcast, go listen to it. I'll link it for you. But I was on site with a customer. It was one of the beta customers right before we went live with our smart shipping. And I said, oh, can I ship a package? And they just let me do it. They didn't give me instructions. I just observed and then did it and shipped the package, you know, probably in under 10 seconds, just like you were talking about, Ryan. And so if someone with no training can come in and ship a package, that is huge. I'm interested to hear from you, Ryan. You mentioned 24 seconds down to eight seconds. What are the other results that you're seeing with our smart shipping? So whenever you're shipping, sometimes your inventory fulfillment record won't be complete. So somebody pulled an item out of the bin that's supposed to be in to fill that record. It has a auto error out message on there. So it'll pop up and red flag you if there's a errored shipment in there. So you can go back and backtrack and fix whatever you need to be fixed, which is really nice because you don't just sit there wondering why sales orders left open from a month ago. You can see it on there. The value of real time. And I think that it ties perfectly in with the way that you have set up your warehouse and the technologies that you're using. Having live real time inventory makes for a more efficient warehouse and efficiency is something that's so important to you guys being able to pick efficiently and then ship it out efficiently with wonderful time savings. With our shipping platform, it's designed to be barcode scan only, right? The days of having a keyboard and taking a mouse and moving, of course, you can still do that. I think it's important to know how we can scale. But if you go on the scan, scan, ship model, that is how the product is designed. And so as an end user, you talk about the training side, Sarah's scan a barcode to ship it, right? And it does all the work on the background. So you're saving multiple keyboard steps. And you're thinking, well, Matt, that's not that big a savings. Well, seconds equal minutes, minutes equal hours. And then before you know it, you're saving a full-time equivalent like Ryan and the Smoky Mountain Life Work team. Three times faster. Efficiency is the name of the game. You know, Ryan, as somebody who has used a different solution, now you're using RF Smart. what are your recommendations for people who are trying to evaluate whether or not they should move to RF Smart shipping? 
I definitely watched a few of the promo videos, watched some of the training sessions on it because it's surprising how quick you can pick up on it. Like you were saying, you're 10 seconds from never shipped before to shipping out a label. I think this is our fourth different manifest program throughout the decade. And this one is by far the most user-friendly. Well, thanks so much for sharing that with us, Ryan and Matt. As we wrap up today, I just want to remind everyone listening to make sure that you subscribe before you go. So you can subscribe anywhere you listen, like Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, YouTube, any of those places, or on our website at rsmart.com slash podcast. I mentioned a couple of resources. I'll leave those linked for you, as well as the opportunity to support a fellow NetSuite customer, shop the Smoky Mountain Knife Works website, and maybe order two things, see if they come in one box. Put Ryan and his team to the test. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys, for being here. Ryan, Matt, I appreciate it. Thanks so much to our listeners. We'll see you next time. 